You're listening to Praying with Power and Purpose with Zari Banks. Yes, and amen, saints. It is another episode of Praying with Power and Purpose. It is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. Y'all, we're right around the corner from Rosh Hashanah, and we'll be celebrating Yahweh's New Year and celebrating for three weeks. Do you understand that we've been reading about, we read about the feast this past um, Saturday at service. Our service is every Saturday at 5 p.m. on YouTube at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And we talked about in Exodus 23, where the Lord talks about his three feast seasons, spring, summer, and fall. And he says, don't come before me empty handed. Make sure you come to all three feasts, Etc. 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 Do you understand that the second feast, the summer feast, Shavuot, which is Pentecost, starts the season of harvest, right? So you should be harvesting all summer. And I teach this every single year. And that's why I harvest every single year because I follow God's calendar and I celebrate his feast and I follow his instructions because I want to have an excellent life. So I was explaining in service Saturday that the Lord said through Moses, and I am copying this from Derek Prince. He said through Moses, God said through Moses, that if you do ABCD, I'm going to bless every area of your life. And that's how God works. You know, a lot of times people be like, oh, I don't understand why they're so blessed and why I'm not blessed and all this stuff. Well, it's probably because you're not honoring some spiritual law. Because the Lord wants to bless you ridiculously. That's the whole purpose of you being in covenant. The covenant says, I lay down my life so that you can have everything that you could possibly need or want. So as soon as you accept Jesus, you're in covenant and you have access to that promise. Anything you want, I'll give you as long as you delight in me and seek my kingdom first. Then I will give you everything that you want. And the Lord says that periodically throughout both covenants from the beginning to the end. He's constantly saying, if you honor this relationship with me, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your descendants. Nobody's going to be able to stand against you. You're going to have territory. You're going to have land. You're going to be in control of everything. You're going to be a boss. You're going to be healthy. If you just honor this covenant, honor this covenant, honor this covenant. He says that from the very beginning, all the way to the end. In the end, he's talking about, man, we're about to celebrate huge. All the people who honored the covenant up until this point in this current world that we're in. And then he's going to trash it all and start again. Right? So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about how wonderful it is to live in covenant with Yahweh Elohim through Yeshua HaMashiach. So let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you so much for this good eating that we're about to partake of from the word. We thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy toward us. We thank you for being such a wonderful father and showing us exactly what life is like in covenant. We thank you for honoring us as we honor you. We thank you for teaching us, for developing us, increasing us, maturing us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have set your seal and your name on us. And we are blessed, blessed. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. So today's episode is called Bullies Schmullies, right? Because that's what the enemy 
is they're bullies. They pick on people who are weak and wimpy and don't know how to take care of themselves and defend themselves. That is not you, according to the written word, that's you by choice. Because one, people perish for lack of knowledge. Two, you're supposed to study to show yourself approved or write a workman not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, right? So if you read something in the Bible, and I used to do this all the time because I've always loved to read the Bible, been reading through it for years. And I would come to a promise and I'm like, Lord, this is not what my life is like. Everything's all messed up, but you've got all these wonderful promises here. So why is this not working out for me? And the Lord, you know, he began to tell me in different ways that, well, there's something going on here in the word that you have completely ignored. So that's why things aren't working out for you, right? You got to do it my way if you want this specific blessing. So that's just how it is. We have to learn to start doing things God's way. That's what I teach. That is exactly what I teach through 1123 Ministries. And you can check us out at 1123.life. I teach us about spiritual law, about what the Lord said and how to do what the Lord said so that we can receive what the Lord said that we can receive. And let me tell you, he is good. He is faithful and you can live the dream if you would just do it God's way. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to uh, grab one, one scripture here that I want to share with us today. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the bullies. The demonic are bullies, right? And next week we'll talk about some strategy about how we can deal with bullies, you know, almost completely finally. All right. So the first scripture I want to bring our attention to is first Peter. And we're going to look at verse five, probably down to verse eight. Right. So let's look and see what it says here. First Peter, first Peter, first Peter, first Peter five. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm looking at first Peter chapter five, not verse five. Y'all I'm tripping over here, tripping, tripping, tripping. And I do apologize for that. Okay. Starting at verse eight and then I'm going to stop at verse 10. So listen what it say here. Be sober and watchful because your adversary the devil walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Do you hear that? Be sober and watchful because your adversary, the devil walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So bullies look for weaklings, right? If the enemy is constantly harassing your life, you're doing something wrong. You either have left yourself weak. You have chosen not to mature in spirit. You have not taken use of the blood or any of the other weapons of warfare that the Lord has given you. Or you're just sinning so much that they can't stay away from you. Right? It's you. It's not Jesus not able to protect you. He already did his job. And we're going to look at that in Colossians. Right. So let's let's go back to this word. Be sober and watchful because your adversary, the devil, walks around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I'm sorry, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him firmly in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. That's not so much important. Right. The most important thing is 
verse 8 and verse 9, part 8. Be sober and watchful because your adversary, the devil, walks around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him firmly in the faith. But this is kind of incorrect because devil, the devil should be interpreted as devils or demons or evil spirits, something like that. So that you understand there's not just one individual that's coming at you, right? It's, it's demons, little demons that are coming after you. The devil doesn't come after you specifically because he's a high level, high ranking demon, unless you're doing something that's, you know, that is fitting for a high ranking general of, you know, in a. Uh, army to come looking for you, right? What do generals usually do? They usually are sitting somewhere in, a, you know, giving out orders for the the soldiers, the foot soldiers to mobilize and the captains and all that stuff, but they're not out there doing that. So you have to understand that. First of all, there is a hierarchy, an army hierarchy in God's kingdom. And the enemy, of course, has tried to copy it because they want to do everything God does because they see how he's rolling. You know, chilling and building, like I say, chilling and building. They see how the Lord is doing that. So they try to copy everything that he does. All right. So let's remember this. They're walking around. Demons are walking around, watching you, seeing what you're doing. They're like, hmm, does this person know enough not to get caught up? Or is this somebody that we can just thrash whenever we feel like it? So it's you. You need to decide what kind of believer you're going to be. Right. If you want to mature in spirit, they're not going to have the opportunity to be thrashing you all the time because you're going to be too busy hanging out with the Lord and they don't really want to meet him face to face. Right. We do see that instance in Job where Satan was walking around, you know, saying, well, this and that. But that's not every day. Right. That's not every day that the enemy comes asking to harass somebody. He, you know, the enemy, the big enemy, the general asks to harass somebody who's really trying to make a difference for God's kingdom on the earth. And the Lord could say no. He doesn't say yes for the enemy to touch everybody. You know, a lot of times in our lives, the Lord says, no, you don't touch them. I'm going to test them myself. And if they fail the test, you know, and they don't repent immediately, you can potentially get in there and mess with them. But if they pass this test, no, you don't, you, you know, you don't just walk around touching my kids. So it depends on you. It really does depend on you. And even if you are going to go through some kind of test or trial, a lot of times when you're close to the Lord and you talk to him regularly, he's going to let you know this is coming up. But just like Jesus said, but I've prayed for you. And when you recover, everything's going to be all good. And you're going to come out even more powerful than before this issue happened. Right. So don't think that the enemy can just come whoop on you anytime they want to. That's not how it works. That is not how it works at all. And let me prove it to you. If you hop over to Luke 10 and read 18 and 19, it tells us Yeshua said to them, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Look, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So if somebody is subject to you, that means you have dominion over them. So how do you think a demon is going to come messing with you anytime they want to? That's foolishness. And that would be calling Jesus a liar. The enemy's not messing with you unless you open the door for them. And nine times out of 10, you have opened the door with them by something that you spoke out of your mouth. 
because believers, and I've had to learn this from personal experience, are constantly saying stuff out of their mouths. Oh, well, that's not going to work out, right? Oh, that's not going to work for me. Oh, they're going to charge me an arm and a leg. You say stuff like that, and then you wonder why you have all these horrible things going on in your life. Stop saying that, and it won't happen to you. So listen to this again, Luke 10, 18 through 19, and stop just reading through the Bible and not taking this stuff seriously and implementing it in your life. Yeshua said to them, I saw Hasatan as lightning fall from heaven. Look, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Did you hear that? Over all the, I've given you authority in the spiritual realm. Authority is what matters. It's not what matters. It's not power. Power comes from authority. Authority is the highest type of, of directive in the spiritual realm. So whoever has the spiritual authority is in charge. So an enemy is subject to you. The demons are in spirits are subject to you as long as you know who you are in Christ and you're operating as if you understand your covenant. But if you're walking around like a wimpy, whiny, don't understand what the Bible says, don't have any kind of real relationship with the father and son and spirit. You're not going to understand all these things. You're going to read that and be like, well, that's not true. The enemy does stuff to me all the time. Well, you just said that's not true. You just called Jesus a liar. How is that going to work out for you? How is he going to do anything for you when you call him a liar? When Hebrews eleven six tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Right? Listen to this one more again. This is Jesus talking. This is in red in this Bible I'm looking at. Look, you know what that means? Pay attention. And look, he's telling you, look, because you're supposed to be seeing into the spirit when he's saying words to you. Look into the spirit and see what I'm saying to you. Let this get down into your spirit. Look at the authority attached to what I'm telling you. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that spirits are subject to you. That means you're their boss. But rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Saints, if the enemy is doing anything to you, say stop. Yes, you have to have been exercising spiritual authority and faith and all of that stuff. So they actually believe that you're serious. Because if you're not serious, you have no authority coming off of you in the spiritual realm. That's why Jesus is saying, look, you got to understand things are going on in the spiritual realm. You need to be spiritually aware and awakened and have discernment. And that comes through developing your relationship with the Godhead. He's saying, look, nobody can hurt you. Nobody can hurt you. Nobody can hurt you. Right? Nobody can hurt you unless you give them the authority to do so. Demons are subject to you. So why in the world would you be scared of those bullies? Hop over to this good verse over here in Colossians 2.15. Y'all better take this word seriously. I'm telling you, you won't be getting tossed all over the place by the enemy if you if you get this word down in you and develop your relationship with Jesus. Because he will remind you of these things. Jesus actually said that about Ruach, about Holy Spirit. He said he will take and remind you of everything that I've spoken. So when you're meditating and thinking, wait a second, this shouldn't be happening. This, you know, this seems like a demonic attack. This shouldn't be happening to me. That word is going to come up in you that you have all authority. So, yeah, you just need to tell them to stop. You're subject to me, demons. You do what I tell you to do. And I'm telling you to flee now because I've got the blood of Jesus. And if you want to come any closer, you're going to get hit with it. 
And the blood is powerful. Let me tell you, the blood of Jesus has angels that travel on the road of the blood and they have weaponry and they will strike down anything trying to come at you. That's what I'm saying. Jesus gave us all these different weapons of our warfare, the blood, the word, um, so many different things, angels, all kind of stuff. There's no reason for the enemy to be harassing you other than the fact that you just sit down and allow it to happen. And it's true. Sometimes we have been churched into thinking that we're not stronger than they are, but we just read in Luke that the Lord said they are subject to you. So stop getting beaten up and stop being afraid of them. I heard this TikTok video over the weekend of this mom was saying that her kids came home after the first or second day of school and saying, our teacher told us today she's a witch and um, she's got an altar on her desk and she showed us some spells and some different things. And so I pulled my kids out of the school and I'm thinking, why didn't she cast the demon out and have the lady out of the school instead of uprooting her children and stuff like that? Right. You don't run from demons. You know, you don't run from you don't run from people who are less strong than you are. Right. You don't run from bullies that you can take out very quickly and very easily with a word. All you have to do, your kids come home and they say the teacher told us that she's a witch. You 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 get in your family altar. You say in Jesus's name, I loose and I commission angelic hosts with warring swords to go and invite this lady into covenant with Jesus through salvation in him. And if she refuses, then just arrest those demons that are operating behind her and remove her from the school site immediately. And the angels are going to go and take care of that. And you sitting at home, you know, doing what you got to do, getting your kids ready for school in the morning, put them to bed, get up and go. And she won't be there the next day. Right. Y'all better stop running from demons. That doesn't make any sense. And you are not a good witness for Jesus. If you're scared of somebody who he's already defeated, let's read this one right here in Colossians 2:15. and having disarmed authorities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them by the cross. Saints, when Jesus was down in hell for three days, preaching the gospel to the people who were down there, giving them the opportunity to be saved, he defeated demons in such a way. Like if you go in and study this out, this is telling you that he disarmed them. Like this is not the, the strongest word that you can use, but even still disarm is pretty powerful. That means he took away their weapons. They have no weapons that are going to work on you. That can be used against you. If the enemy's doing something to you, like I said, you're allowing it. You're either just sitting there compassive or complacently allowing them to run havoc, wreak havoc in your life, or you're sinning so bad that they can't stay away from you and you can't get away from them. Or you're not living your covenant. You don't believe this stuff that you claim you believe and they can see that on you. And so they're going to thrash you and destroy your life. Right. If you're not honoring covenant, you don't have the protections that God said that he's going to give you. This doesn't apply to you. So you if so you if you do have demonic attack in your life, you got to figure out why you have to figure out why. And listen, people say, well, people, the enemy attacks you because you're anointed. They attack you because you say they're attacking you because you're anointed. The enemy attacks everybody. They don't like humans. They're jealous of humans. They attack every human. Even the humans that work for them still get beaten up by them. Do you understand that? They still get beaten up by them because they're just crazy. Demons are crazy. They don't have any loyalty. 
they don't have any and and they're they're always fighting amongst them because that's the kind of kingdom that the that Satan has created, right? He started his kingdom through rebellion and so you reap what you sow. So those demons and stuff, they're always trying to fight each other, one up each other, trying to take each other's positions, going after each other, all of that stuff. They have to fight each other and you. So if you get yourself protected, get yourself inside your covenant in Jesus, using the blood, you know, seeking the kingdom, delighting yourself in the Lord, you're going to be so surrounded by the things of God. They are going to have to literally ask him if they could do anything to you. And do you really think the Lord is going to allow that? The only way he would allow that is if it could be some benefit for him. But that wouldn't make any sense for a loving father to say, oh, yeah, go destroy my kid. It's going to be a good witness for me. And you may say that's what he did to Job. Job was constantly speaking nonsense about his inability to remain faithful to God and his children's inability to remain faithful to God. He kept saying, oh, God, I've got to repent. I've got to repent. I've got to repent just in case they sinned. Well, why are you so focused on sin instead of being focused on the things that the Bible tells you to focus on? It says, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. If you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you're not worried about sinning because you're so in love with the Lord. You're not going to be doing anything wrong. You're going to be too busy sitting with him, having a good time, you know, visiting one of the different realms that he has in heaven. You know, sometimes he'll take you to his house. Like he has this cabin because I love, you know, a cabin in the woods and I would love to be able to live off grid in a cabin in the woods. So sometimes when I'm just having a conversation with him, we go sit in this little cabin. this like a snow area and with we got this nice little love seat right in front of the fire and we just sit there and chit chat and stuff. Like my birthday's in July, but in 2022, um, when I went in for my birthday at midnight, we went to that winter cabin in the middle of July in heaven and sat there in front of the fire, spending time with the Lord. And he was telling me what he had for me for the year 22 to 23. All right. So if you're doing all that stuff with God every day, do you think the enemy is going to waste time? It's going to cost them too much to come after you. They'd have to extend too many resources to fight off all of the angels and all the blood and all of that stuff that's protecting you because you're delighting yourself in the Lord and seeking the kingdom. They're not going to waste time with you and you're going to thrive. You're going to be flying through things, right? You're going to be building the kingdom, building your family, building other people up, all this stuff and just rushing through. And remember the scriptures that we read, right? Um, first Peter chapter five, verse eight. And it says the enemy is looking for people whom they can devour, right? That's people who are not sober and people who are not awake. That's people who are not paying attention to the things of God. You're worried about everything else. And that's an open door for the enemy because the Lord told you, don't worry, that's sin, right? So if the enemy, like I'm saying, you got to understand this, they are bullies and they look for weaklings. So if the enemy is constantly attacking you, you have made yourself a weakling. You're not doing those things that the word tells you to do so that you can be protected and not have to deal with him, right? And stop saying, I've been telling you this since June when the Lord told me, don't um, say that the enemy is doing this and the enemy is doing that and blah, 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 blah. Don't worry about them. Just focus on God. Don't worry about them. Just focus on God. And the Bible tells you that. What does it say? Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Perfect peace. So again, bullies are only looking for weaklings. They're looking for people who are not paying attention people who are not sober, 
like the word says, that's who they're going to devour. Right? That's 1 Peter 5, 8. They're looking for somebody who they can devour. And then we read Luke 10, 18 and 19. And what did Jesus say? I've given you all authority over serpents and scorpions and nothing will by any means hurt you. And then he said, but you don't have to be all happy just because demon spirits are subject to you. Remember subjects. That's like you're the king and you're their boss. They're your subjects. They do whatever you tell them to do. So if they're your subjects are running you around, you have allowed that to happen. Kings don't allow subjects to come in and tell them how things are going to be. So you can't be that way. You have to take authority, the authority that Jesus has given you and put them out. And then, of course, we read Colossians 2.15, where he said, the Lord said that he spoiled principalities and powers. Remember, he disarmed them, which means you take away their weapons and they're no longer able to fight or defend themselves. And it also means that he, um, like one interpretation, if you really get into the Greek, it tells you that he spoiled them. It means that he defeated them and destroyed them in such a way that they can never recover. They can never recover. And that leads me to, um, I did teaching several years ago about creating demons, right? You bring all this stuff into your life by what you say. A lot of times, a lot of times it's not that the enemy is messing with you. It's just that you keep saying they're messing with you. So eventually they're like, she keeps calling our name. So I may as well go do something to them. Right. Stop doing that type of stuff. Get yourself trained in the word, study to show yourself approved, a right, a workman rightly dividing the word of truth. And then you won't have as many problems. All right. If your mind is completely stayed on Jesus, you're going to be in perfect peace. If you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you're going to be spending time with him, enjoying him, getting to know him. If you are seeking the kingdom first so that he can add everything else to you, you're going to be too busy to be worried about demons what they're doing. And then we also read in Exodus 23 over the weekend, there's a scripture that literally says in the Bible, do not speak the name of false gods out of your mouth. And think about all the believers out there who have books written about Jezebel in the title and all kind of people, demons, false gods, naming them, naming their books after them. And that's another thing. There's no instruction in the word that tells you to start a ministry that is based on you defeating some kind of demon that doesn't even make any sense, right? You end up opening yourself up to more by putting your emphasis and your focus there. than if you focus on God, right? Whatever you magnify, whatever you focus on, whatever you meditate on is what's going to manifest in your life. So think on the things that you want and go from there. All right, loved ones. I pray something here. Bless you. Don't forget to go over the scriptures, meditate on them, talk to the Holy Spirit about them. First Peter 5, 8, Luke 10, 18 and 19 and Colossians 2, 15. And then next week we'll talk about uh, weapons of warfare and some more stuff that Jesus said about how to defeat bullies. All right. I bless you in Jesus name. Don't forget to visit us at 1123.life. And listen, ordination starts September 10th. So there is still time to register. Again, you can do that at 1123.life. And um, I think that is just about 
it. Oh yeah, Saturday service, 5 p.m. Arizona time. Don't miss it. It's right there on YouTube. And you can also get there from 1123.life if you need to. All right, I bless you in Jesus' name. Stay tuned for a brief message. Hi, this is Zari. If you've enjoyed supping on the Word of God with me today, I invite you to partner with me in this kingdom work. Your partnership in this fertile soil gives you legal access to every anointing my ministry operates in. Multiply, because that's my decree for you. Thank you, and be exceedingly blessed in Jesus' name. Copyright 2023, Zari Banks, Inc.